1: Welcome, Kevin Klein, to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. And thanks for participating today, Kevin. How are you?
2: I'm great, Tom. How are you? Thanks for the opportunity.
1: Oh, you're more than welcome. And we're really excited about hearing what's happening in the security business. Uh, I just got some security cameras last week because people right here in Brantford. Um, tried to get into our car and that we had enough of that. So, so I and I know you deal with much bigger things. So, um, but again, thank you, Kevin, for coming on and spending some time and talking about that this area. Uh, before welcome. we go on, Kevin, I want to introduce a little more background uh, about you. So our audience um, has a, a better uh, idea who you are. First of all, you have, your husband and father with two teenagers uh, here in Connecticut. God bless you, Kevin. Uh, father, Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Mine are gone. I try to sell mine, you know. So um, Kevin retired after 30 years with the FBI as a special agent, uh, retiring as a senior executive. He developed uh, and opened a security and investigation firm with his partner, Patty Ferrick. I hope i'm saying that right that is correct who also was an fbi uh senior executive uh the firm is called agrees uh, agrees egregious Agre- Agre- uh, group right
2: uh Agre- agaris
1: agaris i'm sorry yes sir. but it does offer private clients businesses law firms nonprofit organizations and educational institutions a full range of security and investigative services uh, and of course with all this background that Kevin and his partner has, they're drawing on that background. Um, they know what they they know what they do. As I said to Kevin before we started the air, I'm glad he's not investigating me. So, <laughs> so Kevin, again, welcome, and uh, again, thanks for giving us some time here. But I do have a couple questions, and maybe we can help our audience understand what you do and how it can be beneficial to them. The first thing I got to ask you is how did you get started in this profession?
2: Uh, well, I got started, uh, you know, specifically in the FBI. I went to law school and, uh, you know, that was the, the heyday of LA law, if you remember uh, that part. Well, I do, yeah. Such, such a long time ago. And uh, I worked in some firms, you know, during law school and pretty much, you uh, I was just kind of drawn to something else and got recruited out of law school uh, into the FBI and for oh, over almost four decades, uh, got to meet some of the greatest people I've uh, got to work with, uh, You know, worked all over the country, all over the world. And when it got time to kind of get close to retirement, um, looked at a lot of kind of job offers and job opportunities that were out there. Uh, none seemed right. Kind of wanted to uh, really put together all of my kind of experience. And uh, Patty and I had long discussions uh, about what that would look like, you know, specifically based in Connecticut and in the Northeast. And just from those discussions and ideas, uh, really came up with the, the idea and then the business plan for a boutique but full service uh, security and investigative firm that is flexible and scalable to any number of different categories of clients.
1: Um, yeah, I guess you've lived that security life for so many years. It was almost a natural for you, huh?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, it, it, it made sense. You know, we, especially being in management, we had a lot of interaction with uh, a lot of different uh, companies and organizations from, you know, Fortune 50 companies uh, all throughout small businesses. Uh, and just kind of had a big uh, understanding of a lot of their challenges, not only business but uh, security concerns and other other risks that they were facing through all of our uh, meetings and organizations and liaison within the FBI. So thought Patty and I could fill that gap, so to speak, and uh, bring all of our experience and expertise. And really work with uh, clients, either you know companies or individuals, and kind of understand their security concerns, understand their risk concerns, and provide uh, a, an expert solution from a wide range of categories to meet uh, their needs.
1: What? So here's the question: What trend are you seeing uh, impacting the, your industry right now?
2: The the trends are. Are, are really all over. And it's really, we begin with kind of uh, a mitigation of, of risk perspective. And we kind of understand what our, uh, our clients need. I would say the biggest trend is the number of our clients who do not fully understand the full spectrum of risk. And what we do is we're able to come in and sit down and understand their business, their business processes their physical location, their uh, technology, their information systems, and develop a plan to uh, address or fill those gaps, so to speak, on all of their risks. So the biggest trend that we see is individuals kind of beginning to understand that they need a full scope uh, security uh, 360 perspective, and then fill the where they're most at risk. Uh, the big trend obviously continues to be in the in the cyber world and cybersecurity, which has so many categories, so many different uh, nuance that it's uh, that, that it, that's that it's a whole field unto itself, which we do. We come in and just work on that, you know, with specific clients. Um, one of the biggest trends we're beginning to see is in the area of uh, background screening. Um, in fact, we're writing a pretty comprehensive perspective on how to approach uh, background screening and the selection and hiring of not only employees, but additional vendors and others that uh, businesses do business with to have an understanding of what their background is, not only for technical skills and expertise, but also the soft skills, you know, reliability, dependability, trustworthiness. Uh, that's the big trend that we're beginning to see is the understanding that background investigations are probably the single most um, impactful risk mitigation strategy for organizations.
1: Now, so Kevin, why, uh, why, do, why do you think every business needs to have a plan to address the security and investigative needs? Um, I guess specifically the physical security. You mentioned cybersecurity and background. So tell us a little bit more of uh, what that all encompasses when you work with a client.
2: We come from a perspective that it's better to be proactive than reactive. Um, Really, no one thinks about security until it's breached or there's a problem. And then it becomes with a a historical understanding of how we got to this point. Um, What we're able to do is come in and say, just by implementing these measures uh, in a number of different categories within a business, you're able to head off that crisis um, downrange. And that's big businesses, small businesses. Every business has the potential for risk and security risks, what we're able to do is come in and mitigate those at a relatively very low cost. And it could be, as you mentioned, it could be an assessment of their physical security of cameras and processes, or it could be a full scope where we do everything soup to nuts from how they do backgrounds to their physical security, to their supply chain, to their cyber. So based on our size and our expertise and the the breadth of experience that we have, we're able to have our clients technically order off the security menu and pick and choose what they want, what they understand, and what is most cost effective for them.
1: And, and Kevin, what what size companies, what's the range of companies that you work with, their size and stuff?
2: We've worked with a, a number of different size companies, and that's what's you know, great about it, where you work with government entities. Uh, in fact, we're working with a rather large, uh, uh, government agency on, on one matter, um, private clients, um, we're, we're working with small businesses, you know, large businesses will engage us to do internal investigations where they want someone to come in and provide a, uh, a, you, a experience, but, um, not being part of the organization. So it's independent as well. So we're able to provide that for whatever uh, our clients want to react to that uh, comes across their bow, uh, so to speak, or for new clients that are developing new businesses or uh, finally realize that, you know what, they better have a 360 assessment of where they are from their security function.
1: It uh, It sounds like when you do an assessment, when a company asks you to come in, you do an assessment. From that's more of an education of what you have to offer, what's happening there. That's when they design the plan that they want to uh, put into their organization because of of obviously being educated in the security business uh, from you. Does that sound correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. We can come. You know, we'll come in and we'll look at like a physical location and do an assessment of what they have in place and really what they need. And then we sit down with the client and really it comes down to a cost benefit analysis. Um, you know, they, they need to upgrade, you know, locks and alarms. That's one thing. Uh, and we have a discussion of what, what makes sense. What is the right touch, so to speak, of what their security risks are and what the recommendations uh, that we make and then what is most cost-effective uh, cost for the current uh risk um that, that we've that we've assessed. And normally through that dialogue and our experience, we come to a, a really good solution that is going to get the job done, all the while being low cost for our clients.
1: And I'm sure companies upgrade periodically as they expand and uh, get new locations.
2: Yes, absolutely. They'll get new locations where they're like, you know what, we really like the way you came in and you know we have uh, locks and alarms. Um, what else you got for us? And we'll say, you know, let us test your your uh, your infrastructure, your cybersecurity. And here's some recommendations. And you know, let us kind of take a look at how you bring on employees or how you bring on vendors. Are you sure the vendors you're dealing with are who they say they are? are? Are the people you hire who they say they are? And are they trustworthy, dependable, and have the right certifications? So we are able to come in and uh, just based on developing that relationship with our clients and our experience and expertise, uh, we're able to offer and scale whatever our clients need.
1: I've heard you use the word um, uh, in-house and external services, addressing security responsibilities, uh, specifically in small Companies, can you elaborate on that a little bit more, Kevin?
2: Well, uh, yeah, you know the the world of uh, corporate security specifically has uh, ebbed and flowed for a number of years based on 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 cost, really. And what we're able to do is fill that gap. If there's a lot of companies which have great in-house security departments, uh, unbelievably uh, experienced and capable for that individual uh, group. Um, At times, they may need an outside perspective or someone independent to handle a sensitive matter. Um, We get called uh, and come in and do those as well. Or they just need another set of eyes on something. We're able to come in and do that. And then there are the companies and our clients, and this is the majority of them, who, just based on size, don't have an in-house security department. They may have uh, an individual responsible in name for security as kind of a collateral duty, we're able to come in and provide some guidance and counsel, whether they're on the right track, whether they kind of need to up the game someplace else um, and take a look at that. So one of the two things, either they improve upon their security posture, technology, physical security, uh, personnel security, or they get a uh, confidence in what they currently have. We'll come in and say, hey, everything's good. Your people are doing the right thing and, you know, uh, just keep the, 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 the progress going. Um, so we're able to provide uh, that counsel and uh, that service as well.
1: And, and you also mentioned to me something about single point of contact. Um, who's who's do you develop that or is that your company, this single point of
2: contact? Um, what we're able to do is we develop technically our relationships um, with one individual in a company, like a, a smaller companies may have a, uh, an individual who's a single point of contact for their security concerns uh, and their security responsibilities. And we're able to come in and you know, work with that individual and work with their senior leadership to kind of figure out where they are, where they need to improve, and then help them implement those, uh, those enhancements.
1: I, I I can imagine that because of COVID nineteen, this whole part of security has really changed.
2: Um, you, you know, from every from everything, there is opportunity. Um, there is understanding, and within the security field, that's kind of where we are relative to to COVID. And I think the biggest takeaway from that is the uh, the value of working remote you know work from home working remote working virtually uh, even when the covid uh, you know pandemic has passed and we're back to let's call it normal um, there's still going to be companies and organizations which see value in having their employees uh, work from home so from a security perspective that brings into play a lot of different uh, issues as well number one is, Technology. You know, it was a lot easier when people worked in one building to protect their cyber networks, their infrastructure, in one location. Now you're going to have numerous people working remote from their own, uh, from their homes, which is going to bring into bring into play a number of different uh, security issues. How they access your internal systems, company systems, what information. Uh, so that's going to be a big part of the uh, after aftermath, so to speak, is ensuring that everyone who is working remote, that their systems uh, and their connectivity to the corporate systems are secure. And additionally, there's also going to be really an increased focus, I believe, on background checks because... If we're all in an office building, um, you know, there's a lot more interaction. There's a lot more supervision, so to speak, with people working from home and understanding of whether individuals are reliable, dependable, uh, trustworthy, that's going to be increased even, even further. And they're going to see the significance of uh, background investigations increase while more people uh, work from home.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really changed. I mean, the post-COVID era is going to change a lot of things, and certainly security is, is one of them. Hey, Kevin, are, are there laws on the books that as a security uh, uh, analyst that limit your uh, ability to really uh, go deep with someone you might be investigating? Are you limited by a certain set of rules?
2: Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, you know there are it, it was a lot the tools in law enforcement are much uh, much more extensive um that that were in play and now in the specifically in the corporate world the tools are uh much different and but being able to combine and being innovative in different type of investigative techniques um you know we're we're able to overcome them and as I say, especially in the corporate world, a lot of investigation comes down to the interview. And this is where companies who, be it a sexual harassment, a Title IX, an internal uh, review that they wanna find more information, um, having a trained and experienced investigators who are trained in interview and interrogation and how to get to certain points is of significant value uh, for that. But um, I can tell you, we had a lot more, a lot more tools in the, in the law enforcement uh, community than in the corporate world.
1: Yeah, no, I, I and it, we're hearing it every day, aren't we? A little bit about that, huh? Just um, a little, yeah. Uh, just a little. Uh, Kevin, what's your specialty?
2: Um. Well, you know, my, my specialty uh, specifically was, you know, prior to uh, retiring. Um, I developed a lot of experience, uh, in the national security and intelligence field. Uh, that's you know, from, so from that, and then that developed, um, I was an inspector in the inspection division at FBI headquarters for a number of years. And our job was to, uh, assess, uh, performance of FBI field offices, headquarters divisions, international, our international offices known as legal attachés, and developed an expertise in uh, risk assessment, risk management, audit, uh, in order to assess not only compliance, but effectiveness and efficiency of processes. So uh, my expertise bureau-wise, investigatively, uh, was definitely in the national security field. I was fortunate enough to travel the world and work a lot of uh, international terrorism and counterintelligence cases. And from that, uh, really develop uh, within inspection, a good understanding of risk assessment, risk management, and technically critical thinking and, and problem solving, which is what a lot of this is.
1: So when you speak to a business owner, because let's let's face it, they they want security, but there's always a issue of what do I need, what don't I need, what am I going to pay, what am I get, what's the bang I get out of my buck. But um, in their eyes, what do you think makes you unique when you speak to a business owner?
2: Well, um, one of the things I think that makes us unique is the fact that we are very. Uh, experienced and scalable to what they need. And we're, and just talking with our clients, we're able to understand where that, that soft spot is, where that the right touch is for what they need. Um, as I always say, people think it's all about, you know, guards and alarms on security. And based on your physical location, it could be something as simple as cameras or ensuring that there's the right, you know, access to, uh, to buildings. So what we do is we sit down with a lot of the decision makers in a corporate setting, and understand what what are they concerned about, and we have a very long, in depth dialogue with them to explore why why do why they think they have a security issue. Um, we always say your number one priority is protecting you know your people and their families. That's your number one resource. So you know, we kind of begin with that. You know how are how are you doing that? Um, within your corporate setting. And we show them the benefit of that, of people not only having peace of mind, but also uh, bottom line of protecting, it could be your technology, it could be your systems. Um, it could be uh, your, the the way you go about, you know, getting supplied from, uh, from your supply chain. We're able to do a 360 on all that. And we talk about worst case scenario. We talk about, uh, what could happen, what is happening, what they've seen. And what's great is through that conversation, we're able to really come up with a realistic and common sense approach to security.
1: You know, one time, uh, go, going back many years, I'm sure if you when you talk security to a small company, they, they think in terms of throwing up some cameras and that's about it. It's much deeper nowadays, isn't it?
2: it it's much deeper and you know i use a whole bunch of different scenarios even you know a small company which is hiring you know college kids i tell them i understand you're hiring them but have you done some form of background screening it might not be a full blown background investigation but it could be what we we call a background check you know have you ensured that you know there's not a criminal record that you have confidence in them engaging with the uh with your customers the uh representing your your brand and that they're not going to be a concern to other employees um we're able to kind of have that discussion uh and the other part of it is the legal responsibility the, you know employers are have legal uh vulnerability for the conduct of their employees and if you're bringing on an employee who potentially could, uh, have some propensity for making it difficult with, you know, customers or coworkers, you probably want to know that before you hire them. So we have those conversations with our clients as well.
1: I would think that having, uh, your employees fully investigated, uh, by your company, um, for an employer has got to be, uh, very satisfying to know that, um, Hey, you got good people working. Uh, you could, and it it, it long term. That's an important thing for them because you only one bad employee could really make a difference in the relationship you have with their clients. Um, Kevin, I know you're very, very uh, versed in, in this area for many years. So, what makes the company your company uniquely qualified to work with business
2: owners? Um, one of the things is I think our, our background. Uh, our experience, our expertise, and pretty much the way that we approach things. We approach things from a very common sense standpoint. Um, you know, as I tell people, we, you know, we have both my partner and I and and uh, the individuals that we work with in our company are all retired law enforcement. Um, we are invested in the Agaris group. We uh, provide a, a unique thing. We're not in it really to, to, uh, make money for ourselves you know because we 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 kind of have done that we're in it to provide a service we're in it to uh, get involved in this business which we really have put a lot of blood sweat and tears in uh, to this point and we provide just that unique common sense perspective that others uh, cannot provide at a significantly lower cost and that's what we have found that our clients uh, like specifically a lot of them have gone to some pretty, you know, big name companies uh, in New York City to come up, and we're able to do it in, from their own backyard here in Connecticut at a much, much lower cost.
1: Uh, it seems from our past conversations, Kevin, what makes to me what makes you very unique is you have a deep bench of personnel that you can depend on from all the years that you and Patty have been with the FBI and the service. I would say that would be a, pretty much a true statement.
2: No, oh, absolutely. And we have clients in just the last couple of days, whether it's for forensic accounting or for, you know, cyber matters, we're able to kind of pick and choose uh, from our bench of who we want to use and what they what the best fit is for our clients in the in getting an understanding. Um, based on their costs, you know, as well. What, what do they have? You know, we work a lot with law firms in providing uh, investigative services. So, well, in other words, the law firm may have a, uh, a civil suit where they just need uh, witnesses re-interviewed or records obtained or things obtained from a police department. We're able to get that rather rather efficiently for them and to do pretty much in-depth interviews to give them a compass heading on where to go uh with their with their litigation um, on the criminal side we work with a lot of uh, law firms and uh, and attorneys on criminal matters uh, you know representing individuals investigated by government compliance or regulatory agencies um, or in criminal matters and we have individuals who have that background to provide consulting and help review evidence locate witnesses, uh, interview witnesses, um, assess a lot of the analytical products that the government will provide or uh, a, a defense counsel will provide relative to uh, connectivity with communication devices. We're able to kind of parse through all that and provide uh, an expert understanding uh, and insight into into those areas.
1: You know, it's interesting uh, in in my world, in my field of finance and working with business owners in their companies, um, I have, a I have like you, a deep bench of some of the finest lawyers and accountants and advisors around the country, which I don't pay for. They're just relationships
2: yeah. that
1: work together. And you, that's exactly what I, I get from talking to you, that with all these deep relationships you have around the country and maybe the world, um, for a small business owner who wants a certain type of package, Uh, you can find someone to help them uh, probably much more, more scalable and affordable than maybe some of these larger firms that uh, have employees hired and on staff, I would think.
2: Absolutely. And, And we're able to be realistic. And as a small business owner, understand other small business owners, understand that there is a, a, a point that they have to balance, you know, uh, to, to make things cost effective. Um, and it's kind of a, you know, a risk reward, a cost benefit analysis. They understand security is important. Um, they understand they can't go all in as I tell people, if you want the best security, we're just going to put up, you know, brick walls all over the place and no one's coming in or out. Um, that isn't realistic. Uh, we do a lot of work with, uh, uh religious, uh, institutions and organizations and assessing their physical locations for security, physical security as well as security processes. And that's a huge balance of helping them to secure, but at the same time, making sure it's an open and welcoming uh, religious uh, area where people can can worship freely. Uh, So we really provide that from as being a small business owner, we can come in and really understand from where another small business owner uh, how they're considering security.
1: Yeah. And I like that because I do have a lot of small business owners as clients and, you know, cost-effectiveness is a key issue. They want to yeah. be secure, but you can only, you know, to, and, uh, it's uh, it's costly to do anything today, but security is a, is really an important thing now, much more than ever before. Kevin, yeah. a couple more questions. Um, yeah, sorry. I, 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 did, uh, I wanted to ask you, and this is your businessman hat. And the question is, what worries you the most about being in your own business?
2: Oh, uh, what worries me the most is making sure everything gets done all the time. Um, It's uh, as small business owners know, uh, it's up to it's up to you and and only you. Um, My partner, Patty, and I, we we compare working in the Bureau uh, a lot differently, Um, you know, based on our positions. You know, something was wrong with your computer or you needed something done. You told your admin team and it miraculously happened. Um, Now that is, you know, that's up to us. So, you know, the biggest worry is making sure and balancing all the uh, infrastructure stuff that you have to do from your, you know, from your accounting, from your, you know, paying taxes, from ensuring communication with with clients, everything that goes around actually doing uh, what is billable to make sure that gets done and and understanding what needs to get done. So that is uh, that is probably uh, my biggest concern overall is uh, that transition from working from, you know, uh, in the government at a, uh, a large organization like that to being responsible and accountable for everything uh, in your own business.
1: And I have to say, I've been very impressed when Kevin sent me some material to look over. Uh, it was four pages. And the like I said to him earlier, I'm glad you're not investigating me. But one thing that I stuck out was how organized Kevin was. And as a business owner of 50 years, and I pride myself on being organized, uh, like I said, like an airplane pilot checkoff. <laughs> Kevin's got it down pat. He's he's really good. But Kevin, last question, and then we're going to sum yes, it sir. up. And I'm going to talk yep. to a little more about contact. But what would you say would be the key issues in your business that you really must stay on top of?
2: Uh, really what uh, definitely the key issues to stay on top of in this current environment is what are the trends for our clients uh, relative to COVID? Um, unfortunately, where we are right now, everything is related to COVID. And that is understanding what our clients, where they are from a business perspective, um, you know what resources how they're doing um, and also what the future of security is going to look like you know as we uh, as we discussed uh, after after covid and then the other thing to keep up with is the ever changing uh, risks that are presented and what i when i talk about risk i talk about not only what is what other bad actors are are doing to uh, negatively impact a business, but also what are the current trends of community standards? What is the the norm that is now expected for a business to implement? Um, so keeping up with those two things is uh, is a constant uh, a constant effort, but it a lot of them uh, are unbelievably important to ensuring the safety and security of the business.
1: Kevin. Uh... Before I sum it up, is there any, uh, first of all, can you tell us how people could contact you?
2: Sure. Um, You know, you can contact us primarily uh, through our website, uh, www.theagarisgroup.com, and agaris is A-G-G-E-R-I-S, or email, um, I'm Kevin at theagarisgroup.com, and we get right back uh, to all of our inquiries. We're usually back in a, in a matter of hours, um, to understand what our clients and potential clients, uh, need. And we provide a lot of free consulting to kind of get an understanding before we actually, um, you know, contract with our clients to provide, a uh, service.
1: And Kevin on the website, if they go up there, they'll be able to read more about how you operate and your business and get an even a better understanding that we talked about today. Correct?
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of information on the services uh, that we provide, as well as uh, our Patty and I, our experience, our expertise, and how we uh, function and operate.
1: Well, um, Kevin, I'm going to sum it up, but here's what I have to tell you and the people that are listening is that, um, you know, again, like I said, maybe 10 years ago, you threw up some security cameras and you thought you were secure. Not any longer. Um yeah between computers, employees, what's going on. Um, you, you just can't be careful enough. So Kevin's, um, uh, Kevin's company, uh, what I like the most about Kevin's company, not only the background, is um, they can pivot with just about any company or individual. And I think that is a, a great relationship to have. So Kevin, I I do want to thank you so much for taking the time and best of luck. I know you guys are doing great and uh, thanks for coming on. Tom,
2: I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
1: Okay, Kevin, have a good day. You
2: too.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, unlocking your business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necggincinc.com. And on the subject line type DNA, include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at NECGINC.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.